think I'm much more fluid than I was and I think it's kind of difficult for me to say this is who I am now because I am now doing loads and loads of different things at the same time. From the other creative people that I've spoken to, I think that's pretty normal now. We are all juggling all of the time and relatively successfully. Hello and welcome to the E17 Art Trail podcast series. Now in its 17th year, the E17 Art Trail will run from the 1st to the 18th of July. It's a creative festival showcasing the abundant creativity of Walthamstow's multicultural artistic community and is curated by the fabulous Artillery Massive. This year's theme is Possible Futures and we look forward to definitely chatting with some of the trail's participants. Look at that red admiral butterfly over there. Look, look, look. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Well, we are talking about the metamorphosis of something small to something that has grown into a massive Waltham Forest-wide event over the years. And I'm with Morag from Artillery, who is the co-director, and she's here to talk to us about what is going on this year. Hi, Teresa. So, yes, the Art Trail is about to open imminently. People have been preparing for months and months and months and using all their... I think they've stretched their imaginations to the very limit, really, finding ways to invite audiences to enjoy their creative ideas, um, their exhibitions, their performances, events, workshops. It's incredible how many in-person things are happening. So the Art Trail opens on the 1st of July and it runs until the 18th of July and it is happening across about 200 sites in Walthamstow and beyond. Most of those are actual physical locations but we also have some really intriguing events happening online including uh i believe a poetry performance well not just that oh i I presume you're referring to 2020 hindsight which is happening on the 11th of july and is an online zoom based event with writers showcasing their amazing talents how many pages does this latest art trail guide stretch to Each time the art trail happens, we produce a paper guide with a map and information and event and exhibition listings. And it started as a fold-out map and now it's grown into an A4 brochure um, with 68 gorgeous pages and they're gorgeous because the images that people have supplied of all of their exhibitions and events are just so inviting the images sing off the page and there's a quick summary of what you can anticipate encountering as you go through it's almost like a directory of so many artists and creatives in our town it's very exciting to read some people use this they score off different listings as they go through so they keep track of where they've been some people annotate the map with really complex routes that they're planning i'd love to know how many of them stick to those routes and some people keep hold of them as a way of knowing how to stay in touch with artists in the future but this year We also have 
all of this information in vivid online listings as well. So previously we've always published the trail guide on issue as a kind of um, magazine PDF. But this year we've got our own individual listings online that are searchable and through that you're able to find out how to book to go to different open houses, open studios, workshops. And booking is a completely new feature for us this year. Um, most events have always been on a drop-in basis, come when you can, a very open door policy. But of course this year we've been having to think collectively really carefully about how to welcome visitors so that everybody feels safe and comfortable and it's still enjoyable to be making different visits around the trail. So for smaller open houses and open studio spaces it's possible to book your slot very easily through our website and also for some of our Zoom and other digital events, that's a way of getting the link. And then for other events, you can still find them on your street or on other streets that you wander past. And you can follow the trail on your mobile phone, can't you, this year? So through this website, you would be able to access the website. In essence, we've bought a tool to add to our website that helps us with um, making all the event listings searchable and viewable. With that, you can see the trail uh, map, which has 174 different sites dotted on it, then is divided into different mini trails, and each of those are also visible through our website. So the website is www.e17arttrail.co.uk. I can tell Morag has been doing this for a few years. <laughs> Other art trails, possibly do exist but in my very humble opinion this is the best art trail that has ever existed in the history of art trails. <laughs> I suspect that's because it's the art trail on your home turf. <laughs> I suspect there's some local there's bias. There's no place like home. <laughs> um, well I think it's worth also mentioning that in the first two weekends of our art trail we felt it was wise to change the dates. For this art trail so we've changed them normally our trail happens in june and it's changed to the beginning of july which coincides with the leytonstone art trail which is also the best art trail in the world <laughs> and so there's this lovely opportunity to do some cross-border discoveries of different artists in our borough it's true anything to do with art and going around and walking and seeing wonderful imaginative creations is definitely it's not competitive at all is it it's one of those really all-embracing kinds of things so anything I say about anything being the best is all in jest <laughs> the best in jest I think that some of the driving reasons behind why people take part in the art trail that they tell us is that it's a great way to get to know who else is creative in our town and it feels like such an important way to make sure that there are cultural opportunities happening where we live and where we work and play. We happen to be at our artist residency site today where people are preparing some pilot projects for inviting participants to come and create their own 
creative projects together. So these are going to be happening in parks and the high street and different neighbourhood outdoor spaces. And people, not only the artists here, but people across the art trail kind of collective, I suppose, have been thinking really carefully about what that means to be able to offer people hands-on creative opportunities when we're all thinking very carefully about how to manage a public health crisis. So with me now, we have Esther Neslin. Hi, Teresa. One of the things that I'm doing for the art trail is the Amazing Flash Forest, which is an idea that came out of some projects that I did with Extinction Rebellion uh, before lockdown, where we would be at events and I would have long roll of corrugated cardboard, which I could wrap children in and put a hole in for the face and two holes for the arms, and they were a tree. Um, and then they could make their own branches and they could decorate it in any way that they liked and write things or put squirrels or birds or bugs on it. And we would have an army of trees as part of the events. In all honesty, it's very, very easy to do, but not so easy to do outdoors. So what I wanted to do for this project was have the tree packs that people could come and collect from Gnome House and turn up on the day. So on the last day of the art trail, on the 18th of July, which is a Sunday, at two o'clock, all of the trees are going to assemble at the same time for a massive flash forest. I'm hoping, because of the COVID restrictions, I'm hoping that the parents will join in as well. So we'll have big trees and little trees. And... Are they all two metres apart? Pretty much, but you know, in forests, trees do grow about two metres apart. Mm. So the other thing, the other part of this project is that... We are celebrating uh, the successful campaign to save the trees at the top of the high street because um, as part of the, the redevelopment of the mall, they were going to all, all going to be knocked down and they're about 150 years old and they're a fantastic avenue of trees. And there was a successful campaign to save them, which involved an awful lot of creative things, you know, decorating the trees with hearts. Callie Lawrence made these massive hands that were knitted and they were, you know, holding hands and, and hugging the trees. And there were a lot of creative interventions and it was successful. Those trees have been saved. So we are celebrating this amazing campaign to save the trees at the top of the high street. At a parade, there's going to be a storyteller. I'm very lucky to have found an amazing woman who is going to tell the story of the people who hug trees, which is an Indian story. And I was really looking for somebody who could do that. And so she's going to tell this story. I've got a drummer who is going to work with everybody who comes to make their own tree chants so that we can parade through the trees at the end, chanting our chants and chasing away the tower blocks. I asked Esther how the pandemic had changed the way they work and possibly influenced new ways of working. I think right at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a total panic because I had been extremely busy working with groups of people, mostly with clay, very tactile and very socially involved. And all of a sudden, all of the work that I had been doing and the momentum that I'd been building up disappeared. So I had a bit of a panic and... I think one of the things that I've found about the process of the pandemic is that there's a total process of, of reinvention that keeps going on. 
that you have to keep reassessing what the situation is and what you can do and what you want to do within the constraints. There's almost a kind of reinvention of yourself that goes on as well, I think. The people that you can interact with, what you are when you can't work, what you are when you have to look after your children all the time. So when you have no regular income coming in. So there's a, a constant readjustment which goes on and is still going on. I asked Esther, who and what are you now? How has your identity changed as a result of the pandemic? I think I'm much more fluid than I was. And I think it's kind of difficult for me to say this is this is who I am now because I, I am now doing loads and loads of different things at the same time. But I think that's from the other creative people that I've spoken to. I think that's pretty normal now. We are all, you know, juggling all of the time and relatively successfully, I have to say. So with me now, we have the amazing Dale Taylor, who's exhibiting with fellow artist Ruth Fenton, and they're doing Seesaw Sounds. Hello. So myself and an artist called Ruth Fenton are going to be doing a project called Seesaw Sounds. And what this is, is um, in St. James's Park, we're going to have, I think, 16, two and a half metre long, tippable seesaws that each create different sounds when they're they're moved the reason we're doing well one of the reasons we're doing this is because I got given a load of these uh, long tubes a couple of years ago and they've been sitting in my studio space and I've been looking at them for ages thinking what could we do with these tubes to get them used and out of the way (laughs) and then we came up with this idea of kind of like giant rain sticks that will be mounted as seesaws so on Saturday the 3rd of July we're going to be delivering two workshops where local people can come and experiment with putting different items inside the giant tubes and tipping them to see what sounds they make exploring different quantities different angles when they tip the tubes mixing up the different uh, contents And then at the end of that day, they'll kind of be able to have a little bit of a chat about what they've discovered and what they think sounds interesting. And then they will seal the tubes up and decorate them so that then the following day on the Sunday, their work that they've created can be shared with a wider group of people. And we'll have these seesaws all around St. James's Park and people can come along and have a play, discover, listen. And yeah, I think I think listening is a key word for me personally on this project because I'm quite interested in looking at how we can change the pace of how we play and interact with things and how I'm hoping, it might not work, but I'm hoping that the seesaws will really encourage people to sort of pause and have to really listen carefully to the sounds that they make because there's going to be obviously a lot of background noise going on as well and other people talking, so it's very much... Yeah, taking a moment to pause. And I think I'm also really looking forward to the fact that we're outside popping up in St. James's Park. People that have no idea about the art trail or no idea about our event are going to walk past and then discover something new and be, whoa, what's this? And then hopefully it will help them to find out more about the art trail and get a bit more involved. I asked Del Taylor, who and what are you as a result of the pandemic? As an artist, as somebody who uses technology, how has it affected your work? What have you become? I think it's highlighted for me that participatory work and socially engaged work and probably 
creative work often in general is really responsive. I think that the pandemic has made me realise how kind of actually flexible and kind of in tune with what is going on around and sort of the give and take that is needed in this kind of work. It's, yeah, really brought that to the forefront. I think obviously from a technology point of view, at the start, I very much had to completely, because obviously work dried up. I work with people all the time, faces, groups together in spaces, whether that's indoors or outdoors and whatever age, but everything became digital. So I got really obsessed actually with trying to find ways to make that sort of digital realm interactive and finding ways you could almost forget that you were experiencing something together through a screen, but was still part of a kind of community of people. Also, it just really makes, sometimes I think I've been doing this style of work for a long time. I kind of sometimes know what works with groups, have some tricks that can pull out of the bag, but that was all removed. So it's actually in some respects, am I allowed to say it was a little bit exciting in some ways because I was being forced to kind of do completely new stuff and create new ways of working. And it wasn't always successful and sometimes it was really successful. So that was quite, quite a lovely challenge. Like from a practical point of view, I was never massively kind of into technology and using that in delivering work or kind of creating creative work. Um, but now I like had to teach myself how to edit. Otherwise, I would have been out of a job. So I've got loads of new skills and I feel like that is definitely going to be taken forwards in my practice and the capability to now make films of work that I'm doing or sort of work with people in a sort of different way. Hello, my name's Louise Weir. I'm an artist, illustrator and also educator and I live in Waltham Forest. This year I'm going to be taking part in the Art Trail and I'm really excited about it. We're going to be touring around in our VW van and it's going to be called the Pop Top Gallery and we're going to be taking part on the first and the last weekends. The first weekend we're going to be at the Wildcard Brewery and we're going to have a selection of our works, sketchbooks, artworks, self-published books that you can come and have a look at and then we're going to be driving up to Epping Forest um, to the view gallery to the courtyard outside there for the last weekend and that will be the same deal you can kind of come and look and talk to us and we're working illustrators and artists and you can come and ask us any questions about our work or our process which would be really exciting to meet you all. So you say you're self-publishing books who are these books aimed at? For quite a while I've been um, writing poetry. I got an Arts Council grant in 2013 to do a body of work um, based around Great Expectations and I started having a conversation then between my poetry and my images which kind of influences each other and that's what the event with the art trail is uh, focusing on as well. When I say self-published, you know, I just make them and sell them. But it's just nice to kind of produce something that's quite small because, you know, I know that artwork can be quite expensive for some people and these books are usually like about 10 or 15 pounds and it's something with a lot of images in it. It's also got poetry, it's signed, so it's like a little artefact and it's something that people can take away and hopefully inspire them to do artwork and or poetry, you know. I'm really up for kind of passing on the baton and um, trying to inspire other people. So I was told it was something to do with participative poetry game. Yeah, again, the conversation between text and image is something that I'm really interested in in my own work. And through this residency with artillery, I've really kind of taken that 
to pieces and try and make it into something that the public can have fun with. So it's an idea of putting text and images on different side of a boxes and almost like a game, inviting people to put those different images or words next to each other because I'm really interested in nonsense poetry so um, it's almost like the idea of play with mm. words and pictures and also people I think are quite they think that poetry is really elitist and I didn't really do very well at school with English and so I always feel like I've been trying to catch up and learn on the job so I think the idea of kind of introducing people to something like that really young and well I mean it's for all ages but it's just the idea of making it fun really. Sounds like it's bringing it to life so this idea of um, participation and poetry sounds very live to me. Well yeah and also something really sculptural because I've been talking to the sculptors and the other artists on this residency and I saw it as a 2D thing before I came on this residency, you know, how words and pictures would sit together on the page. But then talking to people and bouncing ideas back and forth in this, they suggested that I make it into something sculptural and that's so exciting. And it's something I wouldn't have done if I hadn't come on this residency. So yeah, I'm mm. really pleased. <laughs> so it's quite a tactile thing too. Yeah, yeah, that, that idea of kind of turning things around and also what inspires you. For the little ones, you know, some of the little ones or big ones might um, be more interested in a word, where other people it might be the images. So it's that idea of kind of democracy of words and pictures. And learning styles. Yeah, and learning mm. and learning and just kind of having fun with it and moving it, you know, and me watching how people interact with it. I don't want it to be one-sided. I want me to learn as much from mm. those people as they kind of take away. It's going to be... I guess that's really the fun interactive doing part, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Which brings me to the question of how the pandemic has affected your process and some of your ideas or your creativity. I was really lucky last year to be asked by Artillery again to take place in like workshops, virtual workshops. So I did an animation workshop, I did a kind of character workshop, and that was really fun. Illustration-wise, I've got to say it's been pretty quiet because people haven't really been publishing or making packaging or anything like that. Um, I've had my teaching, so all my teaching's been online, which has been challenging. But in terms of my work, I've been really pushing my drawing. I've been attending online life drawing classes, which I've really enjoyed. Um, normally I can't go to those when I teach because I'm on my way home so because they've been online it's meant that I've been able to do them and I've just been really trying to push my drawing and of course like everyone else I've been affected by loss it's impacted on me in terms of like things like homeschooling and being cemented more in one place and so it's it's been it's been challenging and I think creativity is it's been a release having that creativity have Hattie Collins who's a very colourful character, a colourful creative and she's going to be telling us a little bit about what she's doing and it's in the run-up to the art trail that she's going to be talking about and why she's here with the same Sky Collective. 
over to you, Katty. So yeah, I'm an artist and I'm working on my own project currently uh, for the Art Trail, which is going to be an exhibition held at Greenway Avenue Community Gardens on the 17th and 18th of July. Um, I'm working with young kids ages 3 to 12 on a series of workshops which we're preparing at the moment. Um, we have flag and bunting painting, cyanotype printing, and hanging ornaments made from recycled materials like bottle tops and things. Uh, so it's going to be a very vibrant setting when it's all exhibited and the kids will be able to see their own works and show their friends and family. So that would be really great, um, just bringing that local community together. But yeah, I'm also here as an assistant facilitator. So I am helping the artists here with whatever they need, really getting them to really think about their projects and any potential uh, difficulties they could face and how to overcome this. And also it's quite fun because I get to play around a bit if they need anyone to test their workshops and things. So that's pretty fun. Why is Hattie so colourful, you may ask? Currently, and I say currently because I know these things are subject to change. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she has, one bunch is a turquoise colour, very vibrant, and the other is a nice hot pink colour, and she, she's just very instantly recognisable. <laughs> so this you. is colourful Hattie, who's also very tall. My hope is that, you know, I think everyone has the potential to be an artist and everyone should have access to arts because it's so important, um, particularly to engage with young people to help them to understand that actually art is such an integral part of being able to express yourself and being able to engage with the world. So, yeah, I think hopefully some, some of them will leave, you know, very excited that their work is going to be exhibited and you know, we'll have it in their mind that this is something that they can keep doing and that art is, you know, about having fun. Mm. So, and I think yeah. the more they walk around the art trail as well, so as the kids walk around and look at other exhibits, so we'll realise that it is so many different things. And I think anyone listening to this podcast will understand the range of different things that are going on just from this small snippet that there is so much going on. There's so much under the broad umbrella of what, in this three-letter word, is actually art. Are you excited about this year's art trail? I'm very excited. I've, like, not stopped smiling. Like, whenever I see people's work and the things they're doing, it's all just so different and so creative. And I'm always impressed when people from Walthamstow so come together, from E17, you know, and it's just... There are so many different things going on in your local area that you don't really appreciate for like the rest of the year. And then suddenly all the artists come together and it's this big celebration of being creative and accessibility and inclusion. And I just think that that's amazing. Yeah, but it has been a year like no other, hasn't it? I think we're going on for over 16 months now. Uh, yeah. Of, of the new normal. And uh, honestly. <laughs> so it's, it's almost like we're sat here talking about something that's, you know, it just happens every other year. But it's going to be a very different experience. It will be, yeah. It's odd for me as well because I've visited exhibits and things before, but this is my first time actually participating um, in the art trail. And it's just felt very odd having to register for, you know, like 
COVID precautions and how are we going to get people in without, you know, being able to provide the new rubbish C word, isn't it? (laughs) But actually it's been really inspiring as well because I think people have pulled together more than I've I've seen like recently because I, I just think all the artists know that we really like need each other and need to bring something positive back to the community so yeah so that's the best c word isn't it the community 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 exactly (laughs) and it has come together i think because we've been on the whatsapp groups and the social media and i think a lot of the artists have come together in a way that is the word unprecedented (laughs) (laughs) one that we didn't think we'd hear so much as we have done in recent times the support has been amazing. I mean, I, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I think particularly around this time being so difficult, it's like everyone is just so keen to help and to give you, you know, extra support when you need it. And I just think it's been, it's been great to see what other artists are up to and to meet new people. Oh, another C word, collaborate. Collaborate, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going we're gonna to reclaim the C word, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. It's time to change it. I think this is all anticipation of an amazing art trail. I think it's going to be amazing, yeah. Definitely go and check it out. Yeah, get your art trail brochures out. Get your highlighters out. Just go along that trail because it's going to be over in less than three weeks. It's going to be like a sudden burst of art all across the borough. It's going to be great. Thank you so much for joining into these podcasts we hope you've been inspired by the content and that maybe in the possible future you'll take part and make art it's hard to fly.